And in the world of tech, OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, shared insights this week on artificial intelligence at the World Economic Forum. Welcome to Fin Weekly, where I provide weekly updates on what's happening in the economy and the world of finance. I hope you enjoy and share. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. It's no secret that the global economy is facing real challenges in just about every corner of the world. To recap, in the Middle East, tensions from Israel's Gaza conflict could disrupt oil supplies, impacting global growth. Closer to home, the Federal Reserve in the U.S. might face hurdles dealing with supply shocks or financial easing. Europe is experiencing a slowdown after aggressive tightening, and China's recent economic troubles raise further concerns. Japan is transitioning from yield curve control, potentially affecting global markets. Meanwhile, the situation in Ukraine remains precarious, and Taiwan's recent presidential election introduces geopolitical uncertainty. Looking ahead to the 2024 U.S. election, there's the risk of policy reversals and post-election uncertainties. Against this backdrop, global growth is anticipated to be sluggish at 2.7%, which remains below pre-pandemic levels. Now, all these developments might seem like separate issues, but they're actually intricate. But they're actually intricately connected. So looking at the big picture, countries, companies, and individuals alike are wisely holding a cautious outlook for the year ahead as uncertainties and challenges continue to emerge. Cautious optimism for U.S. equities. But it's not all bad news. Here in the U.S., Wall Street's top forecasters, such as UBS, Goldman Sachs, and RBC Capital Markets, are swiftly embracing an optimistic outlook on U.S. equities for 2024. Recently, UBS increased its S&P 500 forecast by 6% to 5.150, echoing the Federal Reserve's shift to a more friendly stance. This positive sentiment aligns with earlier moves by Goldman Sachs in December and RBC Capital Markets just last week. Why are they so optimistic? A combination of strong earnings, easing inflation, potential monetary policy adjustments, and encouraging economic momentum have experts looking up. This enthusiasm is mirrored in the investment landscape, where individuals are showing increased interest in U.S. stocks, which are reaching the highest exposure level in over two years. However, the market experienced a brief setback when Fed Governor Christopher Waller hinted at a measured approach to rate cuts, causing a temporary dip in stock prices. Despite concerns about the market possibly being overextended, sell-side strategists are feeling positive about the long-term prospects for U.S. equities. They've even adjusted their year-end targets to reflect their confidence in the market's resilience, even amidst potential short-term fluctuations. Americans are dumping debt. Meanwhile, a recent survey by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York revealed that many Americans are shifting their financial mindset as a growing number prioritize reducing debt. Now, to be clear, they aren't paying off their debts just yet. But when faced with a hypothetical 10% increase in income, 38.4% of households said that they would allocate the extra money towards debt payments, which is the smart thing to do. These same folks said that they were less likely to spend or donate their additional cash, reflecting the increased financial pressure that some of you might be feeling. Well, you're not alone. 
the survey showed that a record number of people are turning to increase borrowing when facing an unexpected loss of income. These findings indicate that consumers will be less likely to spend on large purchases and leisure in the next few months. So while this seems like bad news, it's encouraging to hear Americans are prioritizing their long-term financial health by planning to get rid of toxic debt. Morgan Stanley's Wealth Woes. And at Morgan Stanley, new CEO Ted Pick is facing a skeptical market response as the bank's shares experienced the most significant drop in three months. Investors expressed concerns about the firm's ability to meet goals in its expanding wealth business. Despite reporting higher than expected net revenue of $6.65 billion from their wealth management unit, there are worries about achieving the targeted net new assets and ultimately remaining below $50 billion for a second straight quarter. The wealth unit reported a pre-tax margin of 24.9% for the full year, with CFO Sharon Yeshea indicating that reported margins could consolidate in the mid-20s range in the near term. CEO Ted Pick highlighted the significance of the wealth business in driving Morgan Stanley's growth, aiming for the unit's pre-tax margin to eventually reach 30%. But investors are skeptical. And as a result, Morgan Stanley shares dropped 3.8%, marking their biggest slump in three months. This performance shift raises concerns for individual investors and those with interest in the firm, considering the importance of the wealth unit in Morgan Stanley's growth strategy. Further, the bank's role as a key player in the industry makes its performance closely watched and could potentially influence broader market trends in the financial sector. Up next, Sunex Financial Rebound. Heading over to China, the founder of Sunex China Holdings has successfully navigated a financial turnaround through a substantial $10 billion debt restructuring. While counterparts like China's Evergrande Group, who we've talked about before, continue to struggle, Sunex opted for a debt for equity conversion in a bold move that set it apart in the distressed real estate landscape. The strategic location of Sunex assets, primarily in major cities with higher quality housing projects, played a pivotal role in garnering credit support for this restructuring effort. Notably, CEO Sun Hongbin's personal commitment to injecting a $450 million interest-free loan underscored his dedication to the complex process. For the average individual, the outcome is uncertain, as Sunex attempts to boost its monthly sales for financial stability. As you might have expected, China's real estate turmoil has a broader impact on the global economy. So Sunex's restructuring success provides some reasons for optimism within the Chinese real estate sector, impacting investor confidence and shaping market dynamics. Moving on, ECB's summer forecast. Meanwhile, in Europe, key figures at the European Central Bank are cautioning against overly optimistic expectations for imminent interest rate cuts. While many were expecting a rate cut as early as this spring, the ECB is now suggesting that this move might only materialize around the summer once they've had the opportunity to assess wage data in May. Specifically, they are grappling with concerns about inflation trends, especially as the economy still flirts with the possibility of a recession. In the meantime, the ECB is stressing the need to monitor ongoing wage negotiations and recent consumer expectations which show a retreat in inflation projections. 
The broader implication here is that the central bank is absolutely determined to reach their 2% inflation target, a sentiment echoed by ECB president Christine Lagarde. So we'll see how things in Europe develop over the next quarter. Next up, Germany dodges recession. And in Germany, the economy contracted by 0.3% last year, primarily due to the impact of high inflation and firm interest rates. The German Federal Statistical Office emphasized the challenge posed by high prices and unfavorable financing conditions, both domestically and internationally. Germany's manufacturing sector, excluding construction, experienced a notable 2% decline, reflecting weakened domestic demand and subdued global economic dynamics. The fourth quarter recorded a 0.3% drop, meaning that the country just narrowly avoided a technical recession. For regular people, this is just another reminder that high inflation and reduced economic growth have impacts on households all around the world. Looking ahead, it seems that Germany is in for a slow economic recovery, with capital economics forecasting zero GDP growth in 2024. Germany's prolonged economic slump could have broader implications for the European and global economy, given its status as Europe's financial hub. And last but not least, Altman dispels AI fears. And in the world of tech, OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, shared insights this week on artificial intelligence at the World Economic Forum, challenging widespread concerns about AI's transformative impact. In particular, Altman dismissed fears of AI, especially how artificial general intelligence, AGI, could dramatically reshape the world and cause significant job displacement. Instead, he emphasized a more level-headed outlook, acknowledging the potential development of AGI in the near future, Altman cautioned against overexcitement, stating that people might be disappointed with the technology's actual capabilities. Contrary to widespread worries, he highlighted that AI, included AGI, is not replacing jobs at the alarming scale often feared by economists. Rather, he called AI a valuable tool for productivity and not an imminent threat to employment. Furthermore, he reiterated OpenAI's mission to achieve AGI safely which remains a priority of their work. So in summary, your jobs aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, that's a wrap for today's edition of Fin Weekly. If you want to boost your financial intelligence, if you want to boost your financial intelligence and learn more about numbers and the economy and how to run a profitable business, I encourage you to head over to byfiq.com, that's our website, and check out the resources that we have prepared for you, including the Strategic Financial Mastery Program. All right. I hope to see you there. Have a great week. Cheers. Hey, real quick. If you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at BYFIQ.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit BYFIQ.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play app store today. Thanks again.